Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Friday. This is good already. It's 545. That is the morning sickness. My name's Sean Holmberg. How are you? There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Big Dick Toledo. Let's go and uh, finish off the week with power, shall we? It's a beautiful thing. I am uh, a little hungover. Not terribly hungover, but a little hungover. Because last night I had to... I didn't have to, but I went with my friend Mark to... The grand opening of Caesar Republic and hobnob with the beautiful people. And when I tell you the beautiful people, I mean it. Like everybody there was gorgeous. Here's how you know you don't belong with the beautiful people. Three different occasions last night as I stood and just chatted. Troy Hayden from Channel 10 was there with his lovely wife. And uh, I'm standing there chatting with them. And I turned around and was talking to someone else. And, the, they're, you know, they're documenting everything down there for social media. And so there are people with cameras walking around ring lights right behind them. You know, they got the whole setup. And I see this gaggle of very pretty girls and a couple of handsome men, and I'm next to it. And I'm in the way, sort of, of the camera guy as he comes by, and the girls just start immediately duck-lipping, like they get the poses going. Yeah, get it. It's fun to watch. Because they immediately, it's almost like they can hear a camera the way a dog can hear a whistle. Like there's something going on. In a, they pick up that frequency. They know when there's a live feed going on on some internet so anyway, so they're going, and I'm standing next to him, and uh, the camera guy, like, pans across to the girls and then gets to me, and I watched him just put the camera down. Like, he just went, when my face got on there, he immediately, like, pointed it to the ground and walked past it. I'm like, that's, I saw that. Like, I know I was the, so I'm like, well, maybe that was just an isolated incident. Later, some girls were uh, Instagramming themselves. Because the views from this place, I'm telling you, it made me look at Phoenix different. It's Where's it at again? It's right next to Fashion Square Mall. Okay. It is unbelievable when you get up to their, their top-level uh, bar. I, I, I was just in awe of how beautiful the city is. It's perfect. So I'm and this, these girls are filming themselves, and they're like, Oh, my God, we're at this grand opening of Caesar Republic. We're having the best time, aren't you? And I'm standing there, and I watch, and I'm looking because I'm an idiot. I can see myself on their screen because it was backwards. And they see me on there, and they stop talking, and then just start to turn so I'm not in it anymore. And it wasn't to just get a free and clear background. Other people were back there. It was my face. They wanted me off of all cameras. Everyone there was beautiful. And I was that duck that kept walking through. With I was like a platypus. You didn't do duck lips? No, I was a disaster. There, I was that. Uh, there's that old children's story, that re- not the ugly duckling, but this big ugly thing that kind of wanders. It was me. Every camera, like, they would just intentionally see me on the camera and put the camera away. Oh, my and God. Look nobody, at him. Who? Yeah, is he okay? In 2024, no one ever stops filming. But they did when I showed up. That's how... Th- this place was gorgeous. Like, everybody looked great. And there I was, wandering around, wrecking shots. I was, I was, the, I was the antithesis of the sunset. I was, I was a storm cloud on the most beautiful night of all time. Then, in the middle of the whole thing, at nighttime, 
we're all drinking, having fun, and enjoying. And this place is douchebags and uh, and bitches are going to ruin this. It's it, Scott. Always do. Oh, Sounds like my scene. It is. It, <laughs> but last night, Giada, her gigantic, beautiful tiny, head, tiny giant head, tiny little body, and this giant featured super head of like alien beauty. Uh, she's down there. Uh, they've got all this artwork. It's gorgeous. And the people there last night weren't the douchebags that are going to wreck it yet. A couple of them, not many. Most of this was just like the business people that were involved in the entire yeah. thing, bankers, things like that. People talking about it. You're going to be talking about it. But douchebags will eventually ruin it. Because there's a pool, there's these cool pool bars, and, the, and hopefully they'll price out most of the $30,000 millionaires, but they'll they'll still figure out a way. But last night, it's just stunning. So you're on, I'm on this uh, bar that's got this opening at the end. I'm talking to uh, my buddy Mike's there. We're chatting away. And I look out into the sky, and it just lights up with uh, congratulations, Caesars Republic. And it's the size of, like, a football stadium and drones. Wow. Spelling out this gigantic sky billboard. And then it just goes into these dances of and I'm I'm marveling at it like I'm I I, I know like I might as well have been licking a window. I was so R worded last night by the beauty and spectacle of everything they did. It was unreal how cool that place is. Eventually and and honestly, like inside is perfect. Upstairs the rooms are amazing. Got to go into the rooms and just got a tour of the whole place. Unbelievable. And uh, I mark my words, we're maybe Four years, five years from that being a casino. The whole setup of Caesars being in there's town. There's room. Uh, oh, there's yeah. room, all right. There's a couple of spaces they're saying, this is for weddings. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is going to have table games soon. Like, you can see it. There's no reason for Caesars is doing this here, Dallas, a couple other places. They're starting to expand out of, they know, it's coming. With the with success of these, uh, you know, the online gambling and stuff like yeah. that, it's a matter of time. To, like, why are we letting... Native Americans have all the revenue. It's essentially what cities are going to say. Vegas is the only one fighting, and they just have to keep coming up with good ideas like Sphere and, you know, be the party town. But, man, oh, man, if, if this is the future of, of Scottsdale, but count me in. This place was awesome. And drones. Drone sky show. What's it cost a guy? I want to know. I don't know. I was like a five-year-old when that And everybody was. Once it went, everybody just went over and went, oh, ooh. It was neat. So yeah, I got to go drinking last night with a with a group of incredibly wealthy and good looking people, and I did not belong. So yeah, it's, it's really tough though to watch someone actually get you in frame of their camera and then just shut it off. We'll do it later when he's gone. Troy Hayden, you know, he's standing next to me. People are filming like, look who's here, and they're just walking through. And there's Troy, and then me. Don't camera hits the. Let's start filming your feet. Film your feet. <laughs> Oh my God! Is that Rabbi Holmberg? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Yentl, out of the way. We got to get a shot of those drones, and your nose is blocking. Yeah, tw- twice for sure, and then one time maybe I got in the frame and everything froze. Stop it! Get him out. What's he doing here? I was like, uh, yeah, I felt like Randy Quaid in Christmas Vacation. I just did not fit in. I had a shirt with buttons and everything, and I still I couldn't blend. I'm an idiot, but man, oh man, was that cool. So, yeah, get ready to be, you're going to be hearing a lot about Caesar's Republic. And until the douchebags ruin it. And douchebags, you have wrecked a lot of Scottsdale stuff. A lot. A Is lot. that Scottsdale uh, photographer lady still around doing things? I don't know what you're she saying. She this black hat and um, oh, satin hat. Probably. And she would put all those, uh, anytime there's a big uh, evening out in Scottsdale, 
and it's. Was, I bet you she is. There was a thousand people there. I don't know, but I mean, so I'll was, be looking for uh, Troy and John Jay on a lot of those. <laughs> right. John Jay wasn't there. I was surprised not to see him. Because, but must, like I said, must have happened. But like I said, the douchebags haven't uh, gotten found out about it yet. So he'll <laughs> be there eventually, but not yet. It will be littered with uh, with with Instagram. This place is the place to go for an Instagram video mm. for your TikToks. The, the, the views influence I, heaven. I love it here. Like there, I make no bones and no secret about saying we live in paradise. Like I think, but whenever you're, and I was talking to uh, Dan from Creative Environments was there. And we were chatting about it, and he goes, I go, I travel. He says, I travel a lot, but every time I come back here, I realize how great it is here. And I'm like, that's the thing about Phoenix I love, is you'll go somewhere, and you're like, oh, I want to move here. I love that, you know, when you're on a good vacation, you start looking at houses for no reason, and like, what would it cost to live? And then you land here, and you're like, this place is awesome. Like, this is great, most of the time. Yeah. Unless you live in Maryville, then it's like, oh, yeah. but you're not going on any vacation. <laughs> no. You're, the only vacation you get is usually a weekend at going tent, to tent, tent City. Or, yeah, if you drive to Scottsdale <laughs> just to rob someone, you're not getting any good Florence, spot. you know. Yeah, Florence is like nice. <laughs> it's nice in fall. Nice extended vacation. Yeah. You know you can get there, man? Yeah. You get free meals. <laughs> it's all inclusive when you go to Florence. Uh, but yeah, when I got up on that rooftop and started to look out at the city, it was a, it was a perspective I'd never had. Of of the perfect angle of of Phoenix, and then you look out into the north, and it was the surrounding. Ma- I I was almost brought to tears at how beautiful this place is. Sun setting right behind, and it's Camo. a new building, right? Brand new in the yeah. parking lot of Fashion Square, where you used to park. Just used to be a parking lot is now a glorious like twelve story. Uh, a super resort. It is unreal. I don't know how much it's going to cost people to stay there, but this place is going to print money. You have two places Gorgeous. similar. I mean that that one, and then on, on the forty fourth. Yeah, the amb- and that's they're kind of the they're in competition with each other. And the ambassador on forty fourth is is super, but I don't think you're getting well. It's the views. It's you gotta got to be though. smaller. It's shorter, but yeah. man, this Caesar's thing. And eventually, there's going to be there's going to be gambling. Well, I, I, you could sense it. I'm like, I see what you're up to here, Caesar's. Giada's got her beautiful restaurant and her the swim up bars, and it's pretty great. And yesterday, while uh, Troy Hayden and I are chatting, and he's very interesting, engaging man, and we're talking, and I'm like, I have to stop talking to you because there's a lady in a in a transparent uh, blow up ball walking across the top of the pool in a thong. I, I, I'm not, you're not that interesting, Troy Hayden. I'm going to have to go ahead and stare at that for a minute. And he's like, geez, you got like an eye for it. And then a few seconds later, we're in a bar, and he's explaining what's going on on this painting, and out of the corner of my eye. I see uh, some lady doing Cirque du Soleil stuff off the ceiling in a flesh-colored outfit. I'm like, here we go again, Troy. You're very interesting, but not that interesting. I'm going to have to stare at the naked lady doing the, the, the tricks. And one more thing. <laughs> and he's like, and then the artist has a real wolf. And I'm like, that's great, Troy. Naked lady alert. He's what is it with you? And I'm like, with me? There's naked ladies in here. Yeah, what am I supposed to do? What is it with you? You want to look at a picture of a wolf rather than that? My wife's right here. And I'm like, she's looking too. And Christy and I wandered over and stared at the naked lady while Troy was uh, talking about wolves. It was glorious. It was, a, it was a beautiful thing. So if you get a chance before the douchebags wreck it, and I'm not even, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm plugging away. Most of you shouldn't go. I'm, I'm with you. I'm in that group, too. Like, most of us, we don't, Brady, you and me, we don't fit in there. We go in there and we're idiots. We're going to look like, you know, in fact, I would put us one step below guys who get caught in stings for kids as 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 like creepier. Holmberg's morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. Ninety eight.
these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Because if we went there, we just look like creepers. Guy in a guy. Oh, they have the invite yeah. list down right. Yeah. You know, they, they would just ask. Go. Dudes who hang out in elementary school, chain link fences, and just peek in at recess. Less creepy than if Brady and I were sitting at the bar at the Caesar Republic because we don't we don't fit in. But it is gorgeous. Get your get a get a shot of standing up there, or just look at Instagram. And uh, find Caesar Republic on there and the pictures of that sunset last night and that drone show. Drone shows, man. That's where it's at. You and I, Brady, we belong in a place where we have the debate that's still raging in my head from this morning. Of, And we'll ask Brett this because Brady and I had a good 10-minute chat about this morning. All right. Who wins in a fight uh, the majority of the time, 70-year-old or 13-year-old? Like you Who got, wins? Let's say you got 170-year-olds and 113-year-olds. What's the final record at the end of the day? And you can say, uh, you can go uh, men versus boys. Well, yeah. Well, that's what it would be. Right? Well, there's just saying in general. Well, I'm saying, yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. saying you start tossing women in there. Yeah. That's an easy win. 70-year-old. You, you like 70. Yeah. Explain why. Because my dad would still kick my that's ass. That's what I said. Age. My dad can yeah. beat me up and yeah. he's 75, right. 76. Mine, too. Mine can't. No, yours, no, yours would yeah. lose the fight in a really bad way. But, yeah, but then you got to start thinking about some of those super athletic 13-year-old kids and the one that, that uh, got Brittany Zamora and, the, you know, like the ones who grew when they were 13 and could beat the hell out of them. They're whipping their crank out. The 13-year-old might beat them. But, you know, I mean, I'm putting it uh, out of every 10 fights, three will be won by a 13-year-old. Well, yeah, I mean, a clock's right twice a day, no matter what. So, <laughs> I you mean, gotta, you know. Think of some 70-year-olds. Like, how many fights is Trip going to win? A lot. He signs my checks. Well, no, yeah, he's, he's going to beat you up. But I let's say, let's say Trip gets out to a bus stop and a 13-year-old and him have words. That's that's an even matchup. That's an even fight. Yeah. You yeah. start thinking yeah, of some, some set. Like my dad and your dad, they could handle a 13-year-old. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I, that's, my, that's my only you know consideration is yeah. just you know, the 70-year-old I know. I took my dad to that tactical black a couple of years ago and couldn't believe how hard he was punching. And I'm like, I still don't want any part of no. this guy. Uh, so, yeah, there's some. So there's a few 70-year-olds just mopping the floors. But yeah. I think there's a, th- a few 13-year-olds. Like Larry, when Larry's 70, oh. Larry uh, Larry would be a struggle to knock a 13-year-old around today because he's such a nice person and so, like, fragile. Like, he's a little guy. How many I, How many is he yeah, going to win? Would, would he find the eye of the way. tiger? Yeah. Start thinking of Larry at 70. Start thinking of smaller guys at 70. Yeah. They're going to lose because, a lot Because, I mean, Stallone's 70-whatever, you right? know, and he'd still he'd kill a 13-year-old. Oh, but then you got to think of like uh, Larry David. But it's one. <laughs> although right off the bat, they could be killed. It's it's one bad punch, one yeah. one fall. It's a good debate. I'd t- oh, I, I want to. Never thought about that. I don't so, want this to so work the out. Debate was thrown out there, and the out of that, the survey sixty five percent took the thirteen year old. Yeah, most people t- like took the thirteen year old. They don't know Kurt Vessel. No, they don't know Dan Holmberg. <laughs> Do you think at seventy, your dad would have mopped the floors with thirteen year olds? Yeah, yeah, I do too. I think your dad might have had a little battle because I don't see he him as much a, of a fighter. He was so uh, he was just such a good athlete. That's yeah. probably the it, 
You bring your lunch. Yeah, yeah. Seven. Oh, yeah. No, he, yeah. He's, yo, he, he's going to work. But he's yeah. also wired similar to um, in a, not a real violent guy. So right. whether or not, I don't you, know how many fights he's ever been in, even growing up. Yeah. But it's like, it's funny know. you say that because now you think about the 70-year-old the Larrys or Shanmans yeah. or something like that. <laughs> right. The John Gordons. <laughs> exactly. He's little. You know, yeah. At 70, like right now, if you give me an athletic 13-year-old and put him up against John Gordon, I'm like, this might be a battle. Yeah. So they're saying, you know, maybe it's not too far. They're saying three of the 70-year-olds will win. Three I'm out saying of, it's the other I way. Know, and we feel the yeah. But I, I understand. It's a good debate. Gosh, and not a- only that, an amazing television show that's just dying to happen. We're like, we got to put these fights together. Yeah, because I'm up there at uh, Tactical Black. They've got the Silver Sheepdog program. Some of those folks are in their 70s and 80s, and they can do some work. But that's not to say 13-year-olds can't. However, 13-year-olds are just dumb as stumps. So I see them. If you get, if you get in there with anybody who knows a little bit of something, uh, they're, they're going to make a mistake. But like you said, uh, they're going to be wired to keep fighting where a 70-year-old is going to have maybe 15, 20 seconds of a street fight before it all starts gassing out. Yeah. So the seven-year-old's got to land fast. I want to see this happen. I want to watch this happen. Now, the other side of the uh, debate, give me a, and it's not even, 13-year-old girl versus 70-year-old woman. I'm going the girl. I'm taking the 13-year-old girl all day long. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, all day long. Yeah, they're evil. And uh, seven-year-old women are, they have brittle bones and all these cold, they're freezing cold. at 13. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Well, now we're starting to get into can Kirby beat up a 70-year-old man. <laughs> Would you put Kirby up against 70-year-old Larry? Do you think Kirby could beat day. up Larry? Do you think Kirby could beat up Larry right now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Brady on this one. I'm gonna, let's break out the fan duel. <laughs> I think Larry makes mincemeat of it. I think he's dicing her all over this building. No I think Larry would shock you, and he'd crush Kirby. He, you know, look, he will, yeah. I'm going to stand I mean, up for Larry. The and psychological tell you, side of it, yeah, too, is oh, huge. I'll tell you right now, and I, this is me as a friend of Larry's for the last 25 years. Larry would kick the living <laughs> out of a 13 year old girl. <laughs> There's he's no question. More than uh, well, mean, he started getting on that workout regime for oh, a while. He, yeah, he works out, yeah. uh, but he's he's a, he's just a smaller guy. You got to be careful though; those little guys can kick your ass. Yeah, no, I think Larry would absolutely just slaughter a teen girl. I think he'd crush one. But I don't. It would be uh, if Kirby wanted if she had her mind straight and got into a good hold. Whew, Larry's going to struggle. That's I want to see that. I want to maybe at U Fest we'll do I that. Know you're crying, but yeah, keep struggling. Keep, well, Larry, keep the we have an idea for uh, you know between bands at U Fest that you fight Brady's daughter real quick. <laughs> She's in. We signed her, but will you? Why are you doing this? Larry, just fight Kirby, please. The crowd's going to go crazy. And don't be afraid to land one. The kid can take a shot. He yeah. would dominate her. You think? Yeah, when it comes down to it. Yeah. Well. Just because it would pretty much be her first are we talking, fight. Are we talking yeah, street fight or what are we talking here? Well, we can go. Are we talking well, wrestling? Look, you start getting into boxing or wrestling. You, wrestling, yeah, I'm, I'm, give a, a wrestling month, I got Kirby. Yeah. Month to prepare. Oh, geez. If you get him a training, four weeks of training. Then I'm really going to go with the older person because kids don't retain anything. But those 70 and 80-year-olds up there at the Silver Sheepdog thing, when they started that program, they're like, let's see. And these efforts are powerful. Like, they're bridging people. There's an 80-year-old woman that bridged a guy off of her from her back. I'm like, whoa. Like, that's 
they're stronger than you think, but they're they're stronger than they think. They don't know how strong they are until you start telling them, hey, you can do this. And they do stuff, and they keep them safe. But a 7-year-old and a 13-year-old is a television. That's the chive for me. That could be a 24-hour network. And I'd be like, when I'm bored, I'm like, mm, let's check in on the 7-year-olds and 13-year-olds. Then you get 13-year-old boys. Uh, the athletic side of it, 8th grade boys. And I've always said 8th and I, you put a team of 8th grade all-stars together and I could beat your NBA champion, or WNBA uh, champs with a with a team of quality eight thirteen uh, year old kids boys, I destroy in a, in a best of five. It would be a sweep. My eighth grade team would dominate the WNBA champs because of dunking and speed. It's going to happen. Uh, everybody hates hearing that from the girl side, but it's true. There's no way they can shoot, but there's no way that a team of uh, 14-year-old boys would lose that unless you got a bunch of dummies, but that's just coaching. you got to keep them in line. So that's not even a thought. So you give me a team of you know 13-year-old all-star basketball players versus just random 70-year-olds, then it switches. But that's, yeah. a, that's a pretty good debate. That's pretty... When does that tide turn? Is it 60? Because I'd still put a 60-year-old. I'd kicking the living crap out of because all 13 Because if you, if you would um, get, put it down to the other factor, like by weight class, like yeah. a 13-year-old kid that's yeah. the same statue of uh, you know or the same stature of you know 140 pounds whatever then you can, yeah if you weight class it yeah. like you put larry's 140 against a 13 year old who's 140 that 13 year old that's 140 although more than likely is fat because he's american but uh you know still good battle i don't know why that was entertaining to me to think about that and then my brain started to put it together and i was actually watching some ai fights in my head there they were they were entertaining. How about this? If um, we were talking about the exceptional thirteen year old, mm-hmm. but matches up to the exceptional seventy year old. No, exceptional seventy year old all day. Just to, just time spent on the planet is going to win that one. And you got a bunch of dumb kids out there. So your kids are and proof of it. I got this email. You know, yesterday we talked about that lady who posted her uh, her daughter's birthday party that nobody came to. This guy said, it happened to us, John. My daughter's 11th birthday party last year was a catastrophe. We invited 12 kids. One showed up, and another one showed up late and constantly reminded us, my parents are making me be here. (laughs) Through Through that experience, my daughter was devastated, didn't understand it. So I got uh, introspective. I asked a couple of the parents, hey, give it to me straight about my daughter. Why why didn't your kid want to come? And I, I don't mind the truth. Evidently, my wife and I are raising an absolute bitch, mean girl. She seems super nice, but one check of her phone, which we never did, and we saw that she often ridiculed anybody of weight. Even the not-so-big girls took beatings for their body shape. She was creating body image problems. She made people feel terrible about themselves, and she has a real mouth on her. Evidently, if she doesn't get her way, she will take to the phone immediately and attack the other kids with horrible texts, telling them to kill themselves. Things like that. Horrible little girl. So we were raising an asshole and didn't even know it. So let me PSA uh, this moment right here and say, take your kids' phones and go through them immediately. None of your kids deserve privacy. Holmberg's morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. Holmberg's morning sickness. This is so embarrassing. Hearing the story yesterday woke me up again, Gary. How about that? That is a good one. That is a good moment right now to just grab your kid's phone and go through it because you don't know if you're raising 
an absolute beehole or not. Do you go through Kirby's phone every once in a while and just grab it and go, let's see what you're doing? Yeah. You do? Just read yeah. all her texts yeah, out loud? Yeah, just over and she's, what's going on here? Who are you talking to? Give me your phone. You never just do that? Give me it. And just scroll through all her texts? No. You need to do that because you'll find out this kind of stuff. And you also might see a wiener and you don't want to see that. Got to get BBC. Yeah, you got to see the B- Look what Toledo had to deal with yeah. it. He had BBC on his son's phone. <laughs> and his son was spreading it around. He was spreading the BBC everywhere at age like 15, 14. Hilarious for us as a parent. Just miserable that your kid is dabbling in the BBC porn and shooting it out to other kids. It makes him funny, but it also makes him the problem. Yeah, but that was what we were saying yesterday. If your kid has a birthday party and no one shows up, your kid's probably a dick. And you need to look at yourselves because most of the time it's dicks that raise the dick. So it's you. You're the problem. Go through your kid's phone right now and then just shake it. I think most people don't do it because they act like, well, they deserve privacy. Really, you don't want to see what they're doing deep down at all. My, my grandma used to listen in on phone calls. You could hear her pick up the phone mm. and she would listen. And then later she said, I want to make sure you're not up to anything bad. She would watch us like for a week or something like that. And she would sit and listen on the phone. And when my, grand, my crazy grandma was living with us, just fumbling around on the phone. And I'd be like, Izzy, I got it. My grandma, I'm on the phone. I can hear you. And then she'd lift you, like hear the breath go away for a second. And then it would slip back. Yeah, Izzy. So we'd do fake drug deals and stuff like that. Like, hey, do you have the cocaine and the heroin? The breathing would get heavier. She'd get more nervous. So who are you on the phone with, John? Nobody, Isabel. I, I was not on the phone at all. I don't know why you would even. Don't lie. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. But she wasn't wrong. <laughs> Kids do not at all deserve privacy. This guy says, yeah, of course you'd pick Larry in a Larry Kirby fight. You Jews stick together. All right, that's enough. <laughs> it's enough bashing of me and my faith that I don't follow. Yeah, I want to pick up you. I, I would like to be that service. I want to start that kid consultancy where you're like, look, I don't even want to know what's in here. Go through my kid's phone for me. Because it would be tough as a parent if you went through Kirby's phone and found wieners and stuff. You know, yeah, as a parent, you'd be like, oh, no. I'd not. be really yeah. surprised. So but you, then again, yeah. But you stuck. hire me because you don't want that. And you certainly don't want to see that she's firing back. You know, like she's got a few shots of her and it's going the other way. Your kids are awful people. You're especially like you because you're you're not paying any attention to the horrible thing she's probably doing. <laughs> but that's the problem. You don't want to see. I, I base it off of uh, me growing right, up. Right. I'm like okay, there might be some, but I come on. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, there's the yeah, word. That's the word. You're just hoping. Discretion. And that's right. You're hoping because you're not going through it. You're we just haven't hoping. hit class yet, John. No, you don't know that you haven't because right. you're not going through the but thing. Will it happen? Hire it a guy like me to go through your kids' phones. And I'll be like, God, this should, you know, and I'd score them. I'd have a ranking system. Look, you got a pretty decent thing going on here. I have two out of every 10 texts were questionable. She's got some website issues. She's into some stuff, but you don't need to know that. That's still for her. So on all in all, you got a good one. And I'll let you know if you're raising a beehole or if you got yourself something on the right track. That way you don't have to go through their phones and see. I mean, if you know? I went on there and I see she's uh, looking at, uh, Boneless Kenny Loggins, <laughs> right, stuff like that. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fine. That's fun. She that's can look your at, phone. Look, yeah, yeah great. 
That's you're that's thinking of kinda, you're thinking of the guilty things in your phone, yeah. and the breastfeeding, the boneless Kenny Loggins. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking of why do I have this in my phone? You're thinking of if I died in a car wreck today, what would they find in my phone? Washington you don't need that. Yeah. out by a train. We're not talking about you celebrate me home. We're talking about your daughter, and the worst thing in her phone probably isn't boneless Kenny Loggins or breastfeeding videos. Daddy has that problem, but you're an adult. Yeah, I want to start that service. Give me your kid's phone, and I'll go through and let you know whether or not you're raising a decent one or if there's something you need to pay attention to. As always, after a story like this, high five. High five, Birch. <laughs> None of that. Because no parent wants to look like that. I got What Gary did was admirable. He's like, this isn't, this is something wrong with our kid that nobody came to the birthday party. Not You can't have 12 kids be no shows and blame all 12 of them. Unless they all lived, unless you're inviting the Duggars over to your kid's birthday party and you don't, nobody, then it's just one family. But if it's 12 independent kids from 12 different houses and none of them showed up to your kid's party, your kids, something's wrong with your kid. And so many parents are like, oh, how awful that the other kids were so mean and they didn't show up. No, no, no. There's something wrong with your kid. And he went through her phone and found out. I thought she was a little angel and she's horrible. She's mean. She's and that's the other thing. Some of them have those text muscles. They might be nice to your face, but they get on that keyboard and they're trolls. I can find that for you. The Holmberg, uh, your kid's probably an asshole. Text consultancy would start right now. And I charge like, you know, $100. I put a nice package together, go through the whole phone, and then put together my assessment, my report, like a private investigator. And I would love to knock on the door and go, well, you're raising an asshole. It's like, what? Yep, yep, yep. Like Jim Jeffries said. You know, probably 70% of the population's intolerable. And then if, if, you, if you say to a crowd of people, raise your hand if you think you're a jerk, you're not going to get anybody's hands up most of the time. But that's statistically impossible. There's so many jerks out there. It's tough for uh, me. Yesterday was a prime example that I won. Uh, Kirby's playing tennis. She has a match yesterday against uh, Phoenix Country Day. Okay. She's playing this girl, keeping track of the score. I'm at the sidelines as a dad. You can't right. sure. sit still. She beats the girl 6-4 in the first set. Yeah. I'm going over there. Great set. Yeah. Five all. Oh. She never questioned the girl on the girl, took advantage of oh, it. Oh, Kirby didn't. Kirby didn't. And then after that, you know, I told her before, she's had one match before this where I'm like, you got to keep yeah. the score. Keep your score yourself. And you got to, you know, you can put the uh, the, the score up on the board after sure. games, even on even games, you're not switching side, mark it so you don't lose. There's no, like, scorekeeper? No scorekeeper. It's all just on the honor system? Honor system. Ah, oh, well, that's garbage. And she just got. Yeah, she got two. And she's, it, But at the same time, she's saying, well, I felt bad for question. No, you, did you make a call on an out ball? Yeah. And you said, yes, oh, that was boy. out. So she's learning that. Oh, she got duped by the smarter Seven kid. and five, lost the set. The one that realized. And then did the same thing uh, in the second set. It should have been four. Uh, she blew it again. Yeah. That's on Kirby. See, as my consultancy, I'd go out there and you got to harden her up a little bit. But I told her. She's too soft. The and other thing was, uh, uh, and then I, I was about losing my mind because the coaches. Great coaches, but like it's a learning experience. No, it's not. And I'm like Com- competition. I know, not no, match. it is not. Go, it's a competition. Go, Are you going to say this in the uh, state finals? Oh, yeah. it's a learning. It, well, maybe they will, and that'll be the problem. I know. That's why you don't win the, the championship. Let's go over this, and yeah. they were like, "Yeah, we will." 
We will. You want a chip? You got to get yourself a little toughness uh, in that thing and start yeah, fighting the girls. Oh. Awesome set. Played too. good. Yep. And they took it away from. She took it from herself, Brady. So mad. Yeah. But I wasn't going to be one of those parents. You should have been. Now you weren't the one keeping score, were you? Because then I'm going to question all the counting myself. No. Okay. Yeah. Because if this was just you thinking it, but she, yeah, she just oh, duped. And then the other kids. Parents were like, good lion. Good job lying out there. Way to go. Welcome to the real world. Steal that match. Yeah. Yeah, Kirby. Welcome to the real world. This is, you know, the first time they're even playing that they've had matches. Not the girl that she's playing, but her. It's her fourth time really having a match. Yeah. Yeah. She needs to be more like her dad. And when things go wrong, she just calls the opponent a dick right there on the court. That's what Brady does. All right. All right, Dorf, you dick. Good Let's stuff. Go. Get a little, uh, get a little competitive fire brewing. It's it's getting there. Well, I'll go through her text. Maybe she was thinking about something else in those texts, like like boneless Kenny Loggins or breastfeeding videos, like Daddy. We'll find out later. So she lost. Yeah. Oh, you had to drive home, telling her to knock it off. Was she at least mad about it? Yeah. She, oh, she, she knows now. I'm like, it's all that you know. You worked so hard. You're just. You know, you're doing that to yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. You didn't storm the court, threaten people's lives. That's what I... I, oh. I want Brady on the news eventually yeah. screaming and yelling. A Gilbert father lost his mind at a tennis match. I want that. Good for you. Well, yeah, let Kirby know. Every All the other kids are cheaters and mother... And she has to know that early on because that's the best lesson you can learn in life. If you can learn that in, at 15, that the majority of the people that you're dealing with will try and rob you, and almost all of them are mother you've just You've just walked away with life's lesson that you don't normally learn until you're 20. And it's part of the learning curve in tennis, because I'd been there in junior tennis, where you're like, the person calls out the score, and you're like, wait yeah. a minute, that's not right. Yeah. Then you got to recall all the points. Yeah, you got to go back. Well, I'm surprised no one's just there with the little floppy. You can ask after a while. Like, if there's some bad lines calls or whatever, you can ask for... Uh, a coach or someone to come over there, and then yeah. they'll be there. Teenagers in charge of their own scoring system is going to eventually. That's going to be a fist fight because somebody's going to in the in the, uh, in the boys. Yeah, potentially. And once you yeah. start but seeing they, like the other girls not fighting back, every close call's going my way. You, I'll tell you that. I'm just telling you, they're pretty much wired that way to be. Man, like, I, man. Don't wanna be I don't want to be. I don't want to do that. What? I don't want to question what they're saying stop being such a puss i go did you question when she questioned your line call no <laughs> brady's teaching her to be a dick this is what i like yeah. all right brady i might start going it's to these not. tennis matches no it's the right thing to do yeah the other kid gets it and oh. that's what i tell him you know you don't have to be a yeah. dick about it but you shouldn't be a pansy either yeah stand your ground now go kick larry's ass immediately <laughs> learn your lesson uh, I'm changing my side. Yeah. I'm going with Larry. <laughs> I on think this Larry one. beat if, the tar you know, this. If this is the yeah. way this is rolling, this soft shell crap. I'm telling you, it would have to be some. Uh, it have to be about a month of training. <laughs> but not to, you can't She's just that close, Mike. You, you're you're going to be a beast at the net. And All right, stop calling your daughter that. A beast. <laughs> and let's get a wake up song, shall we? A good one, and we'll scream it together. Call us up five eight five ninety eight hundred. It's ninety eight KUPD. Wake up. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said, fully erect. 98 KUPD.